Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we have a little bit of, I would say, kind of a Christmassy episode. Not really entirely Christmassy. I mean, it's about ghosts and paranormal, but we are heading to what has been nicknamed the Christmas City in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. This makes total sense. So you weren't able to find a ghost dressed as Santa Claus, it sounds like, um, for this one. Not for this one, but I'm hopeful if anybody has any recommendations of any Santa Claus ghosts or Grinch-related ghosts, send them my way. We'll do it for next year's special. (laughs) This place, though, Lindsay, is the type of place we would really, really enjoy going to. It was actually ranked in 2021 by USA Today as the number one historic hotel in the country. So, you know, it's it's kind of nice. And this is right up our alley. Exactly. And it's haunted. So this is the type of place we would absolutely love to go. This is your haunted holiday at the Hotel Bethlehem in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Well, it is Christmas Eve, Lisa. This is a good pick for an episode. Before we dive into it, though, I do want to remind all of our listeners to spread the word about our show to your friends and family. It's great if we can continue to expand our listener base. And we now do have a video version of this on YouTube. If you want to check it out, be prepared for potential delay. It probably won't drop the same day as the episode out on all the uh, podcast platforms. So, all right, Lisa, I'll hand it off to you. All right, so let's talk about this number one rated historic hotel in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And in case you're wondering, it is named after the Bethlehem that we're all familiar with as part of, you know, the Christmas story that a lot of us know. And it was named this by Christian settlers from Europe. And this group of settlers is called the Moravians. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. But one of their leaders, Count Nicholas von Zinzendorf, (laughs) that's a tough one. (laughs) When they arrived here, he sang a song about Bethlehem. And they decided based on that, that they wanted to name the city Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And now it also has the nickname, of course, as the Christmas city. We'll talk a little bit about that kind of in the last segment of the show. Um, But that same person that helped found Bethlehem, they actually built what is called the first house of Bethlehem. I think it was really kind of a, a large mansion on the exact same site where this hotel sits today. And that was all the way back, Lindsay, in 1741. Think about it, we're in Pennsylvania. These are, you know, some of the original European settlers coming over. So this is a pretty old town that we're talking about here. Wow, I'm I'm impressed, yeah. I think any of these old towns that, you know, especially along the East Coast within the original like 13 colonies, Savannah we go to regularly yeah more haunted happenings in these parts of the country I feel like for sure 
So in 1741, that was built on this site. Eventually, in the 1800s, that first house was torn down and it was replaced by a hotel called the Eagle Hotel. Again, it was built by the Moravians. So that same group of Christian settlers, they were a big part in, you know, bringing this this town up and building a lot of the different businesses here. So it was run by them back in the 1800s. And in fact, in its final days of being the Eagle Hotel into the early 1900s, it was used by soldiers returning from World War One as a place to stay. So it was kind of like a housing place um, before they kind of transitioned back into, you know, everyday, everyday life. Now, in 1922, the Eagle Hotel closed and they decided we need something nicer in place of the Eagle Hotel. We need something that is a little bit more structurally sound in case of fires, that kind of thing. There was a very famous person living there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. He was a steel baron, very rich, and they built this new hotel, the Hotel Bethlehem, at his direction because when guests came into Bethlehem to visit his, him or his business, friends, family, he wanted to have a nice place for them to stay. And that was completed in 1922. In fact, some of his friends will say that came to stay here. Some of the first guests of the hotel were Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. So, wow, pretty historic names. No doubt. That's major. Very major. Now, there's been a lot of people. In fact, they have an entire wall in this hotel that shows all the famous people that have stayed at this hotel over the years. I could not possibly name them all, but I can give you a few. Winston Churchill, if you listen to some of our other episodes on historic hotels, he got around. I mean, he was all over the place over here. Let me ask you this then. Al Capone? I mean, we cover Al Capone constantly. Is he there? I did not see Al Capone on the list. Oh. Oh, bummer. Okay. <laughs> I did not. But Winston Churchill, I feel like we see him at a lot of places. Yeah. We also have the 14th Dalai Lama, Amelia Earhart, um, JFK, among a bunch. Wow. There's a lot. Those are huge names. My goodness. Amelia Earhart, JFK? I know. I thought Amelia Earhart was kind of a unique one that, Very. that we hadn't heard before. Now, one of the things that happened to this hotel, and not too long ago, was in 1989, there was a fire. It was an electrical fire that started when somebody tried to plug in their traveling iron on one of the rooms in the fifth floor. This fire was pretty well contained. I think it only, you know, actually hit a handful of rooms, but three people actually ended up dying in this fire. 14 were hurt. Mm -hmm. The people that died, I believe, I had a hard time finding a lot of information on this, but it definitely did happen. It sounds like they were elderly people that um, were staying there as part of kind of like a retirement home, like their retirement home was going through construction. And so they had been mm -hmm. placed there temporarily. My guess is they probably just could not get out of the rooms. And in fact, one person used, I think it was like a bed sheet as like a rope and they use that to like climb up or down to get out of the hotel. That's terrifying. And that is so sad to have people stuck there, you know, and, and they can't get out because they're immobile or, or whatever. 
That's so sad. Oh my goodness. And that was yeah. semi-recent history. It's 1989, you said, right? Yep. Yep. We were both alive at this time. Yeah. So we were. I'm going to call it recent history now that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, finally, in relation to the hotel's history, in the late 90s, investors purchased it and they said we need to overhaul this we need to do a renovation to modernize this hotel which they have done very successfully beautiful hotel we'll talk about what the prices are and, and everything in a little bit but they've done a really good job in looking at it of the the renovation everything there is modernized you're going to be very comfortable um, but with keeping with the traditional aesthetic which I really like. Yeah, that's critical, right? Like who wants to come in and, and like gut a historic building and completely modernize it? You know, we talk about this a lot. It's nice to have some of that kind of charm. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so let's get into some of these ghosts. And here's another thing that I love about this place. They embrace their ghosts, okay? We use that term a lot where we say they embrace their ghosts here or they don't embrace their ghosts here. Lindsay, there's literally a quote on this hotel's website that they say they embrace their friendly guests. Oh, I love this. Okay, we have a, a nice historic hotel that's been bought by investors to me, and, and when you have a larger company purchase a historic building, they're l less likely to embrace the ghosts, right? I mean, we've seen that happen at some of these hotels where eh, they may or may not really bring it up on their website and they might not really answer your questions about it when you go up to the front desk, try to get the staff to talk. So this is refreshing. I'm, I'm happy to hear they're embracing the ghosts. They should. I agree. I think every place should embrace their ghosts, but it's one of the first things I read when I was looking this place up and I was like, is this a nice hotel? You know, which is a silly question to ask myself, but I did because like you said, a lot of these really nice hotels, they don't embrace it. In fact, they try not to talk about it. So this maybe is... we are the strange ones here though. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Maybe yes. the these companies, you know, marketing wise, are like, ooh, 
hmm, you know, we might not want to scare the guests off. We're the ones. Yeah, we're we're not the typical uh, hotel guest, probably, I would I would guess. I don't know. Their most haunted room is the one that gets booked the most. So there does oh, seem to okay. be a following. And in fact, I'll talk about this room here in a second, but um, you have to book it pretty well ahead of time in order to to actually get it. So it's kind of like, think about like the Stanley, right? There's a really haunted room there. You got to book that months and months in advance in order to get it. And so Stanley would be another example of a really haunted place that is super nice and fancy, but they embrace their ghosts. They're known for that. That's part of the reason people go. Let's talk about some specific ghosts. And in fact, they even name these ghosts themselves and they've kind of researched to try to figure out who are some of these apparitions and things that we're seeing around here. The first one we'll talk about is a woman named May Yohei, AKA Lady Frances Hope. So she did marry later in life into um, a pretty prominent family situation, but she started out actually born in this hotel. Her father was the owner and operator of it. She was born here in 1866 in the Eagle Hotel. And she was known as a child to be in the lobby, greeting guests, singing, dancing, kind of putting on a, a little bit of a show. Everybody loved it. In fact, they loved it so much that they sent her to Paris to go to formal opera training. And that investment was well made because she actually became very famous as an opera singer. She was in the papers all the time for like, you know, different flings that she was on. She um, actually performed for the royals and met a lord, I think, like Lord Francis Hope, I think is what it was. And he, think about this, Lindsay, you've heard of the Hope Diamond? Oh, so yeah. she was gifted the Hope Diamond by this new husband of hers. What? This is what I need to find here. I need a Hope Diamond man. <laughs> well, good luck fantastic. with that. <laughs> this is literally royalty in England, Lindsay. Wow. That's... I've seen the Hope Diamond over at yeah. the Smithsonian. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It's huge. It's insane. So she would wear this regularly. But, however, she ended up cheating on this guy with somebody else. I think it was like an American soldier. And he stole all of her jewelry. So the Hope Diamond got like stolen by this new guy. Lots of drama. But I thought the Hope Diamond reference was was kind of interesting. I had to throw what it in is there. She, she's cheating on the man who gave her the Hope Diamond? And then he steals it with the... Oh, Come on. These are some some bad decisions, folks. Yes. Bad I agree. decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was very scandalous. I think a lot of this was in the papers back in yeah. this time frame. Well, they do say that one of her favorite times in, when she was living was at the Hotel Bethlehem, singing and dancing for guests in the lobby. And they say that you can still hear her now to this day in the lobby singing. They also have a player piano that they say turns on by itself on a regular basis. So that's really interesting. And then the other place that she is actually seen is in the third floor exercise room. Very cool. I love the thought of the piano playing on its own and hearing singing. This is a very specific haunting. And the fact that they're 
people are clearly experiencing this, it sounds like, and it goes directly to a specific person. Uh, you know, who else is singing opera and like turning the piano on? It's probably her. I, yeah. I, that's a great story. I think that's, I would love to go there and just hang out by the piano late at night and just like hope that yes. we're going to come across this. Mm -hmm. Maybe bring a fake Hope Diamond or something oh, and see yes. if she like shows up. Because yeah. I bet she wasn't happy when it got stolen. I mean, go get one of these like replica, um, my heart will go on <laughs> diamonds <laughs> from the Titanic. That's barely close. It is. It is. The next character that we are going to talk about was actually a very well-liked person living in Bethlehem. They were known as the town guide. Their name is Francis Thomas. And he was so well-liked, in fact, that his nickname was Dad or Daddy. People actually loved him. They said he had a great sense of humor. He loved showing people around the town. They said that that was like his calling. But, you know, if visitors are coming in, they're going to the Hotel Bethlehem. So he obviously spent a tremendous amount of time in this hotel. Um, but they say that he is still there and that he seems to continue to be very fun, jovial, sometimes maybe playing pranks on um, the employees there. And I, I feel like he's primarily in the boiler room area and primarily seen by employees because guests aren't typically going into like a boiler room area. Um, mm -hmm. But not a whole lot of details I could find on like what sort of pranks he plays or anything like that. But, but they say he is a very friendly um, ghost and guests may see him in like the lobby area too. And he's this sounds it. like this sounds like a haunting I like, right? This sounds like friendly spirits hanging around, doing their thing. I'm on board. I'm I'm ready to go to this hotel, Bethlehem. I would agree. I think most of it's pretty friendly. I mean, there's some odd things, you know, that we'll talk about here. The last person that we are going to talk about that we think is haunting this place is a woman known as Mrs. Brong. And her, along with her husband, were landlords and assigned by the Moravians as landlords of the old Eagle Hotel. Well, they actually got kind of fired by them for a couple different reasons. One, he drank too much. He would always sit down with the guests and get wasted. And then she would never wear shoes or stockings. And apparently it was like so scandalous that like she would greet guests and her legs were exposed to, you know, them to see. And so they were let go as landlords, but she was known for not wearing her shoes and socks. And so some of the employees there started seeing a woman in period clothing, walking around the kitchen specifically, as well as the restaurant there, but they're not wearing any shoes or socks. And so Ooh, they kind of did this her. research and they're like, it must be Mrs. Brom. That's what she was. Maybe, about. maybe Mrs. Brom had like a foot. Um, what's the word I'm looking like a foot hygiene issue. <laughs> maybe. Because, I mean, today it's very common for people to, like, ask people to take their shoes off before they come in their house. This is a place of business. Lots of people coming in and out. Eh, probably should put your shoes on, right? But, yeah, it's just funny to think about. Maybe there's conversation but between, like, the bosses. Like, gosh, this Mrs. Brom, her feet. This is a put-off. Like, nobody wants to see I'm this sure. I feel like feet. that conversation did happen. Yes. That's like, part of the reason they were like, This is oh. turning guests away. Like, nobody wants to see this, right? Like, I can just imagine it's kind of funny. I mean, it is funny. This might have been a conversation. If I, if I 
pulled up to a hotel and I'm like ready for my stay and they gre- somebody greets me not wearing shoes or socks I'd be like what what's happening? it's weird it's yeah. weird like if you're in maybe like a small business bed and breakfast kind of thing and somebody greets you with like maybe like slipper like house slippers right like um like they do on yachts okay no shoes allowed on these yachts for all these below deck fans out there <laughs> you know I don't know. Obviously, it was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> From back then. Yeah, I get it. Yes. I would be, it would be strange. All right. And finally, let's talk about their really haunted room. They actually call this the room with a boo, kind of like a play on room with a view. So it's kind of cute. It's room number 932 on the ninth floor. So, like, you can see some of that other stuff, but a lot of the activity is happening in this specific room. It is known for in the middle of the night waking up to a man standing at the end of your bed, but he's not just creeping. He's asking, why are you in my room? So it must have been somebody that stayed there for a while, or maybe somebody could even be somebody from like the original home that was on that property. That is so specific. I love it. I mean, it would freak me out. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I would be worried about this man showing up in the middle of the night because it would be quite terrifying. Let's be real here, but I love it. I think that's great. It Yes. And one of the other random things I read, I found out in one spot, was that you can also wake up sometimes to a ghostly man in boxer shorts. So I don't know if it's referring to the same guy saying, why are you in my room if he's in boxer mm-hmm. shorts or if that's like a totally different apparition. Like as soon as I read that, though, I immediately was like, gosh, I really hope that's a ghost and not somebody (laughs) actually wandering around wearing boxer shorts. A confused uh, guest. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a ghost. I think it sounds fascinating. You know, it's one of these things we always wonder, you know, what creates a ghost? You know, why do people hang around in the afterlife, right? These are questions we want the answers to and we don't understand them. And then, this kind of goes to show this is someone who obviously has some awareness that the person is there sleeping Mm -hmm. and they're confused about what's happening and they clearly think that this is still their room and to some regard maybe it is right but yeah it's, it's interesting it gives us some insight into the thought process of some ghosts potentially on the other side yeah this one's obviously very confused right And there's a bunch of other things that have been heard in this room, actually recorded by some paranormal ghost hunters. I couldn't find the recordings, but they say they found things like, what a beautiful room. I've locked myself in my closet. Like, it sounds like they're they're catching some pretty clear EVPs here in this room. Interesting. Yeah. The other thing you want to look for here, Lindsay, are reflections in the mirror that apparently disappear rather quickly. Not entirely sure what people are seeing in these reflections. I imagine it's probably similar to like seeing something in your peripheral vision that, you know, you look over and then it's gone really quick. That's kind of how I pictured it based on the description, but nothing super obvious here. Um, There's also movement of objects. So they say on the desk, sometimes papers will actually stand like upright by themselves or be physically thrown 
off the desk. I got to say, if I walked into a room and I saw just a sheet of paper standing upright by itself, I'd be like freaked out. Like, what the hell is this? Totally. Totally. But this is good information for any of our listeners that happen to go to this hotel. Make sure you've got some papers on that desk if you're staying in that room, you know, and before you even leave the room, take note of how they're positioned on the desk and see if they move, you know, while you're gone. Like, yeah, this is why we do this podcast. We're we're trying to give you guys the details so you can take that information, go to these places and test it out. And this specific kind of information is perfect for that. Yes, I 100% agree. The other things, there's a couple other things about this room. Lamps flashing and the bathroom wallpaper will turn pink. Now, that's very strange. Having the wallpaper change color is very new in terms of haunting experiences. I I don't know that we've had any sort of story similar to that. So along those lines, Lindsay, I ran across this review on TripAdvisor, okay? And this is just a fascinating story. I had to uh, had to read this to everybody. This person is from Quebec, and uh, I think it's like Fionn, A-Q-C, uh, very strange name. I, I don't know how they want it to be pronounced. Um, but according to this person, they spent the record number of nights consecutively in room 932 and not even necessarily on purpose. This is from 2013. So this person says, I stay here frequently for business. It is a lovely hotel. I love the location and it's great for early morning runs throughout the historic part of the city. The only thing that doesn't make me rate it five stars is the slow elevator, LOL. Now, really quick, They did reply to this, and they did say that the elevators have been fixed since. So, FYI. Um, I have stayed on every floor in every room type. My last day, a co-worker decided to play a prank on me and switched my reservation so that I would be in room 932, room with a boo. I arrived very late the first night and exhausted, too exhausted to notice that my standard room reservation had been upgraded to a suite and that there was something about the ninth floor that I had read somewhere. At breakfast, really good by the way, the next morning my coworker let on what he had done, and after that I didn't sleep well in that room at all. I chalked it up to my imagination running away with me. But on the last night I awoke around 3 a.m. I had gone to sleep with all the curtains open so the street lights might provide a sort of night light. Yes, after three days of teasing from coworkers and sharing of ghost stories, I was pretty unsettled to say the least. Well, when I opened my eyes, my room was not my room. It had changed somehow. There was a mirror where it should not have been and wallpaper was different. In that split second that this registered, I felt a presence like someone was looming over me. Yikes. I have chills. This is so interesting. It okay, is. Keep going. Well, one of the jesting, teasing coworkers from the day before happened to actually believe in stuff like that and used to take part in ghost hunts. And she told me if I felt a presence to tell it, go away, I don't want to talk to you. And it would leave me alone. Needless to say, when I worked up the courage to do so and managed to turn on the light in the TV, I didn't sleep at all the rest of the night. 
Next night, I switched rooms to the seventh floor. It's a good number, and I slept fine. In my head, or is it Hotel Bethlehem really haunted? I was told um, I held the record number of nights spent in room nine through two, which is four, and this is back in 2013. Um, has anybody beaten it? Um, this says, tip, if you believe in ghosts and would rather not meet one, don't stay on the third, fifth, or ninth floor. Those are where stuff happens, apparently. <laughs> that's so inter That's such a cool story. Now, you know, if the skeptical person in me is saying maybe a dream, maybe a really vivid dream, right? However, fascinating, right? I, I like to believe that this happened and she was kind of all of a sudden in another almost dimension, right? Of like, yes. maybe the wallpaper way back in the day was pink. Right. Very strange story. And I, I don't yeah. know that I've heard anything exactly like that. It's, it's pretty unique. Now, I will say, like I said earlier, the hotel did respond to the review and indicated that they replaced the elevators since that review had been posted. And like they they recognize the ghost story and they even put in something funny like room 932 will be waiting for you at the end you know kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know they're embracing their ghosts here but um i thought that that was a great story and it makes me really want to go stay in this room me too i'm convinced like we you know we need to go ahead and go out to bethlehem pennsylvania i i can't believe i'm saying this <laughs> like let's go just to stay in this room i am totally up for it yeah maybe a bachelorette party i don't know i feel like it's kind of you know out there <laughs> it's pretty far um but one day if we happen to make it out to pennsylvania i think i would definitely like to stay here now, there's a handful of other things that you may experience in the hotel outside of this room, but they say sometimes you may see a girl looking out one of the windows from the hotel. There are cold spots, there are shadows. Sometimes people even hear their names being called or may even get a tap on the shoulder and when they turn around, nobody is there. So even if you're not in the room with a boo, you might actually experience something very cool i want to go all right so let's talk about this so this hotel is in the historic district of bethlehem so it's a very cute little town in fact so cute that it was rated the actual historic district as one of the top 10 main streets in the country by USA Today. So on top of being rated the number one historic hotel in the country by USA Today, they were also rated as a town for having one of the best main streets in all of the country. So you can imagine it's got cute little shops. It's got ice cream parlors. It's, you know, got all kinds of quaint little things i'm more here. convinced we need to go to bethlehem pennsylvania i can't it believe does. i'm saying this but yeah let's go yes and then of course around christmas time i saw some videos of people traveling there there's like christmas markets and you know kind of you know being a bit of a replica of what you might see in europe or you know something like that but 
a lot of people from that part of the country may, you know, take a weekend to drive up there around, you know, the holidays um, to do some Christmas shopping, sightseeing, that kind of thing. And of course, the Bethlehem Hotel is known for having beautiful Christmas decorations. So uh, that would be, uh, I wonder if the prices go up around Christmas. My guess is, is probably it does. Now, Lindsay, let's talk about the food situation here. So they have some casual places. They have like a tap house where you can go get a burger and, you know, a drink, kind of a a casual restaurant. They also have a place called 1741 on the Terrace. And Lindsay, they have something here called Musical Sunday Brunch. It was rated. I mean, this place has a lot of credentials in terms of rating, but this may be my favorite one. One of the top 100 brunches in the country. So it's okay. even you wanted to go before, but let's talk about their you're, Sunday. You're brunch. really selling this. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I could not find what the price is for the Sunday brunch. I'm going to assume it's probably pretty steep like you, you know, would go to other Sunday brunches. But it is a buffet style. They have carving stations. They have seafood. They have fruit. They got waffles, omelets. It looks delicious. Every video that I saw of any sort of food being served at this place, I was like, this looks pretty tasty. And if it's in the top 100 brunches, I love, love, love a brunch buffet. So like, I'm sold on that alone. But yeah, I'm all for this. Reservation. It's very popular is what they say. I knew that that you would like that uh, aspect of this place. And and like I said, when it comes to like the decor of this place, the decor has been really, it appears very well done. So it's all modernized. If you go into the bathrooms, I mean, it's marble floors, it's upgraded sinks and showers and all of that, but it's still keeping with the aesthetic of the time to some degree, but much nicer upgrades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done a really good job I think in terms of the renovation the rooms look very comfortable they have a wide array of different sizes of rooms and suites and things like that it does sound like room 932 based on that review is a suite I was looking on their website like do they have a ghost tour do they is there a way to like book that room specifically as like I want to have a haunted weekend I couldn't find it on their website Although it does sound like in just kind of doing some basic, you know, like Googling of the Hotel Bethlehem, people talk about, oh, they have ghost tours and stuff like that. So I wonder if when you get there, I I feel like that happens a lot where we've gone to places not expecting there to be a ghost tour, not knowing how to sign up for it. And then you get there and you see a sign ghost tour tonight at, you know, whatever time, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't know if that's the case here, but. I wonder if that's... And I bet you can call and ask when you book. Because if you want to book one of these haunted rooms or even just a floor that's going to be more likely haunted, the best way to do this, if they don't have a specific way to do it on their website, like some of these places do that, but this place does not, you got to call. You know, we've done it several times ourselves, called, and it can be kind of funny when you do, and you get the person at the front desk and you say, okay, what's your most haunted room? And is it available? Book me for that. You know, yep. and a lot of times they kind of chuckle, but that's the way you got to do this is you got to call them and ask. Yes. 
especially for this room, because they do say on their website, if you want to stay in room 932, you need to call ahead of time because it gets booked up rapidly. So this isn't something where you should, you can just kind of pick up and decide I'm going to go there and get that room. You need to, you know, plan for that in advance and definitely call and book it specifically because I don't know exactly which suite room 932 is in. Now, when it comes to the pricing, of course, this is going to fluctuate over the course of the year, depending on the season, high, low season. And I mean, this is in 2023. If you're listening to this next year or in the future, prices probably change. But in my viewpoint, I feel like the prices for a nice historic hotel are very much in line here as to, to what you would expect. It's not inexpensive. It's not astronomically expensive either. So depending on the day of the week that you're going to book in looking at this, it looks like the least expensive is about $200 a night. And the least expensive, if it's if you're trying to book on a Friday or Saturday, it goes up about $20 a night after that to about $220, bucks, right? So it's going to fluctuate there. When it comes to the suites, the suites per night are around $340 a night. So those are a little bit more expensive. So if you're going to stay in room 932, you're going to be paying a little bit more to do that. But it might be worth to do on like a Saturday night. You stay in your suite and you go to Sunday brunch the next day to one of the 100 best brunches in the country and get, you know, all that good stuff. And then you can check out or or go stay in another room to save a little bit of cash. Right. And, you know, if you're like me and Lisa and we'll go together, we'll sometimes we'll bring like our friend Megan and we'll split the cost. And so it just, it keeps things not quite as expensive, even though it is pricey. That's a pricey room. Let's be real, right? Even the $200 is, you know, is a nice hotel, typical price. So that can get pricey when you're staying multiple nights. So if you can split the cost, but I get if you're going like with a spouse or something, yeah, like you're you're both paying, you know. That's going to add up, so. especially if you're staying there like a whole week, thinking yeah, about oh, yeah. how much you're spending over the course of a week. I mean, that's a pricey trip for sure. But I, I, I do think it looks like a, a nice hotel. You're going to be happy if you're staying there. Well, this place sounds fantastic. I'm sold. I'm like I said, I, I've never thought in a million years I'd be like, let's go to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm ready to book a trip. I got I to gotta tell you. Um, it sounds great. Really cool stories. Interesting ones. All right, everyone. If you are enjoying the show, please, like I, I said, share it with your friends and family. If you think they'd also enjoy it, spread the word. You can find us on social media. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook. And now we are also on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe and rate us give us five stars the more more ratings we get the more our people who look at the show might consider listening to it so all right everyone very happy holidays to all of you thank you so much for listening have a great week happy holidays thanks everybody have a great one <laughs>